two of the Bill Michaels Show, and so glad you're with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, they have, if they made your uh, your Super Bowl party better, uh, good for you. Uh, they have everything from the beer caves to the take-homes, the hot foods, the cold foods, the pothole pizzas, the snacks, everything you needed to make your uh, game day party fantastic. And now we kind of get back into the normalcy of uh, life after football before we get into the combine and then free agency hits and such and got all that coming up. So going to be, excuse me, going to be a little bit of an interesting run. Uh, but nonetheless, it's um, it's into the, uh, I don't want to say the doldrums because I really enjoy college basketball and pro basketball, but we we don't have a lot of baseball to talk about right now. Wish we did. We wish we were talking about, you know, hot dogs and brats and tailgating and getting ready for opening day at uh, American Family Field, and it's that's not on the horizon right now. So uh, I would suggest going to Quick Trip and just enjoying yourself and not worrying about the rest of, of what life has to offer in the sporting world right now. Although the Badger, Badgers took a tough loss. Good gosh. Took a tough loss over the weekend. Man, not a good way to go. After getting that big, emotional, uplifting win over Michigan State and then coming back and, and kind of letting one get away from you. Not a not a good look, but uh, but hey, you know, hey, they'll bounce back. We're they're going to be in the tournament. We know that. So between them and Marquette, we got some good basketball being played right now here in the state of Wisconsin. Certainly, uh, certainly enjoying that. Uh, in the meantime, the Green Bay Packers, through Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and company, all making it known that they want Aaron Rodgers, and they're willing to pay. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay. On one hand, okay, bear with me for a minute. One hand, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, it's good to know that the Green Bay Packers are stepping up saying, we want to keep the band together. We want to be proactive in this. We have this good relationship with Aaron. We feel like we've built this bridge. So things are good. Things are good. We want, we want to keep the band together. It's the smart thing to do, right? On the other hand, it's also a silent indictment of, yeah, Jordan Love's not the guy. If he was and we were believed he was the next Joe Burrow, yeah, he'd be our starting quarterback because then we wouldn't have to worry about whether or not Aaron is going to take up a ton of money or not. So we're, we're no, he's not the guy. We're going to kind of let that go by the wayside. And then there's the other portion of this that I'd have to see the numbers, but just in, on its face really pissed me off. This is what Aaron Rodgers had to say at his opening press conference. Remember that that diatribe he went on in the discussion about two days ago, he didn't think he'd be coming back, and then he's coming back, and here are the issues that he has with the team, and and his thoughts on the monetary aspect uh, of his contract and, and regarding playing in Green Bay. Here's what he had to say about the money. I said from the start it wasn't about the money. Um, obviously, I didn't show up for the off-season program or minicamp. To me, it was bigger than this. It was about trying to be a resource for the organization that I care about and love so much. There was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension. You know, based on my cap number this season, next season, it seemed natural based on the way I played to at least have a conversation about it. It wasn't a conversation. So he said right there, it's not about the money. Yet the Packers are making it public. And as Andrew Brandt puts it, uh, they almost seem like the boyfriend or girlfriend desperate to stay in a relationship publicly professing their love through ESPN and the NFL Network for all to see. 
And and as Andrew put it, this is not a team that normally negotiates publicly. But there, somebody somebody dropped it out there. We're willing to do anything to keep Aaron Rodgers. Well, what that says to me is one is it is about the money that if you can't get the guy to be happy to be in the relationship, you're going to pay him to be there. And secondly, Jordan Love, not the man. Not the man. Simple as that. If Aaron Rodgers, let's just say this deal is the 40 to $50 million a year, whatever this thing, it's going to make him the highest paid player again in the NFL, and I, I think it's crap. I uh, If he puts pen to paper, and it's a ton of guaranteed money, and it's a lot of cash, be a guaranteed contract and such. It does It does pretty much take him out of the – look, any team would be willing to sacrifice to get Aaron Rodgers because some people say, well, it, t- it takes him out of the trade opportunity. No, it doesn't. There's a lot of teams that will figure out how to get Aaron Rodgers in under the cap because there's a lot of teams out there with some money that they could they could do that. So it doesn't take him out of the – the uh, you know it doesn't take him out of, now it does with via the Green Bay Packers because you'd have a, a, the acceleration of money there but you know again to make him the highest paid player if he puts pen to paper and it has to be forty to fifty million dollars a year then it is about the money and you're nothing more than a liar and at at some point you have to put up or shut up because the last two years of an inept offense and the focus of uh, Devontae Adams now I can say you don't have you know, the numerous weapons that, you know, Matthew Stafford had or Joe Burrow had. So I agree with that. There's a notion there that, you know, hey, look, you don't have Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, and you don't have, you know, Trenton Irwin and, and, you know, Stanley Morgan. You don't have all those guys sitting there. Okay, I get it. You don't have that bevy. You got Devontae Adams and a bunch of dudes, right? Okay. Devontae Adams and a bunch of dudes. You don't have Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and Odo Beckham Jr. all sitting around the outside. I get it. Understand. You got Devontae and a bunch of guys. So you're going to focus on Devontae because he's the number one. But when you leave guys wide open over the middle, and we can see this continuously, and the focus has been and always will be to focus on Devontae. You're trying to get him paid. You're trying to get him records. You're trying to get him the passes and the catches. Okay. I, 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 I'm not a fan. I think Devontae is fantastic. But there's got to be another game in town. So they need to find you an additional weapon. But two years in a row, we've seen the same thing. Seen an inept offense that either turns the ball over, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. And we've seen when the chips are down, th- this this offense sputters. While you've got guys like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, uh, uh, hell, Tom Brady. They're all making it go. We've all seen exciting finishes and endings. Hell, Jimmy Garoppolo outplayed you. And you want to make 40 to $50 million a year. At least that's the report, okay? I don't know what is and isn't true. But the scenario doesn't play well. And, I, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Let's say they keep the band together, Okay. Let's just say that the Packers do their due diligence, and you give Russ Ball, Brian Gutekinds, Mark Murphy all the credit in the world for basically saying we're going to not only keep the band together, we're going to go out and get additional pieces. And they do. Okay? Let's say it happens. Let's say, you know, the money truck falls in Green Bay and, and Russ Ball just he earns his pay, right? And he just figures this whole thing out. All right? 
I really don't give two dams about the regular season next year. I don't. We've been there, done that. Don't tell me about getting a home field advantage. Don't tell me about the snow, getting them in our place in the cold. I don't care. I really don't. I, I hate to say it as this whiny, spoiled, as we're called, Packers fan. I don't care. I don't care if you beat the Bears twice. I don't care if you beat the Vikings twice. I don't care if you beat the Lions. I, I don't care if you're undefeated at home. I don't care if Matt, Matt, Matthew, Matt LaFleur pads his record as, oh, my God, in his fourth season, he's won more games. Than Who cares? You can wipe your butt with the records. They're all on sheets of paper. What you want is the sustenance. What you want is the Lombardi Trophy. All of that, MVPs, best receivers, all pro, that's great. Those, those are great individual accolades. But I think at this point in time, correct me if I'm wrong, Packers fans, it's great to watch it. It's great to anticipate. It's great to break down. It's great talk, talk show fodder for us. It's great to watch all of that progress. But in the grand scheme of things, if you keep this band together, knowing the NFC is down, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're not bringing home a Lombardi trophy because it's just all lip service now. It's, yeah, 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 go prove it. Talk about how great it is, what a great place you're in, the love for the team, the love for the franchise. The, that That's fine. But if you sign that contract, and that contract's $40, $50 million a year, $30 million a year, whatever it happens to be, and it's more than 13.9% of the team's total pro, or the team's total payroll, I don't care until you bring home a trophy. Because otherwise, you're just sucking up money. I rem I'll never forget the day that Brett Favre tried to force that ball into Donald Driver. Now, granted, they knew Aaron Rodgers was waiting in the wings, but there was a prominent board member who walked out of the walked out of the suite, kind of like with the side of his fist hitting the wall, and said, "We can lose these games as easy without you as we are with you." And that's when I knew that that Favre was done, because you you just you just saw it. It was just it, it's not going to happen. You're going to go there and make the same arrogant mistakes over and over and over. 12-win seasons don't mean anything if you're not putting a trophy behind it. If you're not getting the Super Bowls and giving yourself a legitimate shot. Injuries, they play a part. They, that, that's the... That's the thing about this that you can't really equate because the Packers, you know, when you look at the season they had being the most injured, one of the most injured teams in football, yeah, you know what, that's, that's, a, that's a, a playing field leveler. Okay, I get that. If you have a tremendous season and suddenly you lose five guys that are completely key to your success, I understand that. Completely get it. I, that I get. But you had guys come. You had everything fall in your lap in the right direction, and you made bad moves, you ignored warning signs, and you did the same crap over and over and over again. That is what's unforgivable. That, as a Packers fan, is what makes me mad. 
and that is a fan where I now look at 2014 and 2021 as two seasons that should have been. They should have been championship seasons. And through your own ineptitude, you pissed them away. Don't, don't, don't. You can blame Mike McCarthy took his foot off the gas in 2014, but there was a myriad of mistakes. You can blame Matt LaFleur for whatever play calls he happened to make, but you look at it, the myriad of mistakes when it comes to special teams and to the offense just in its inability to do anything dynamic, completely out of, out of character for what it had been leading up to that, leading up to that, uh, leading up to that point. So, that's where I'm at. I I will anticipate the season. I will look forward to, to moves. I will analyze them. I will break them down. I will talk about them at nausea. I I will I, I completely immerse myself in NFL football. Always have, always will. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'll be excited for the season. But when it comes to stacking wins and stacking success and being the best team and looking at records and all the analytics in the back of my mind, I'm going, who cares? Who cares? Everything you've asked for, you've gotten, and you still can't get to a Super Bowl. And now we're talking about paying more money for a quarterback who said it wasn't about the money. Kind of seems like a big steaming pant load, doesn't it? More of the Bill Michael show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on on this uh, Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. We can talk halftime shows and such. I, I don't mind doing that. Um, this um, this whole notion of, you know, first of all, the game yesterday, I thought the game was somewhat boring at some point. And then, obviously, uh, I think the better team won. And uh, they move forward now. As Adam Schefter says, the Green Bay Packers are preparing to put you know their money where their mouth is and trying to keep Aaron Rodgers and backing up the uh, the Brinks truck to his house. Rodgers, who said earlier this year it wasn't about the money, uh, but yet apparently that's the way they're going to try to get him to stay. And now, now what for this franchise? Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us uh, on the uh, on the hotline. Eric, how you doing, pal? Quite frankly, I'm grumpy today. I am too. I, when I, I I got up this morning, now it was a good game and such. I I enjoyed that. But when I went back to the Adam Schefter tweet that said that the Packers are prepared to go all in for Rodgers, spending as close to the cap this year and spreading it into the future years as much as possible, I thought this is ridiculous. Rodgers said it wasn't about the money, and now apparently it's all about the money. It just it quite frankly it pisses me off. So give me your thoughts. I agree with you on that part of it. Uh, I'm grumpy because I would much rather be flying back from Los Angeles, California today than stuck in this 15-degree nightmare. But anyways, I digress. <coughs> um, the reason there's, there's – if you listen carefully, at least in my opinion, they're not saying we're not trading Aaron Rodgers, are they? I don't see that. I, my belief is that they've all been saying that they want to come in, they want him in, Rust Ball – you know, Brian, all everybody, we want him back. We want him back. 
to me sounds like a little bit like a used car salesman. You know, right. it, hey, great car. It's awesome. Drive, you know what? Drive up the price. Do it. That's the best thing for them. Because I, 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 the more that I look at this thing and the more that you're going to kick money down the road, the inevitable day is coming where they're going to have to pay the piper with these contracts. And you know what? It is what it is. So, you know, I think they, I, you know what? I think it's all a bunch of baloney and they're going to end up trading them. That's my gut opinion, and that's all. I have nothing to back it up. It's just my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I look at this whole situation, and, and I agree with you. They're not saying they're not trading them, um, and and maybe that maybe indeed they're trying to drive up the value. So is this just a ploy because they already know that in Rogers' speech at the SB or at the uh, the NFL Honors Award Show that he basically said goodbye in his own way? Sure, sounded that way to me. Um, well, I listened to it. I had to listen to it several times just to try to, you know, cipher through some of it. But that's kind of how I felt. That's what I got from it was, all right, hey, you know, 17 years, it's great. Go, go for it. Move on. And quite frankly, you know, they got to do it. You know, it's either this or at some point two or three or four years down the road, they are going to be in salary cap, uh, a position that they cannot get out of. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, you can say what they want, but until – until they until they bring him in, and then he says, looks around and says, "Boy, this locker room looks a lot different." I don't I don't see how it works. I really don't. Um, I the the argument is, as some seem to say, um, that they can push some money down the road because eventually it's going to come back to even because the the television money will catch up as that salary cap grows exponentially over the next two years. So if they kick it far enough down the road, they can climb back to even that way. Do you see that happening? Yeah, but then you're still going to be at a dearth of talent. You know, you look at that football. Look at the Bengals last night on defense. I mean, they they basically had to build their team with with free agency, and you can do that. You know, so so if you got all your money tied up, you can't build your team through free agency. You better really hope you do good in the draft, right? Because there's nowhere to plug holes. So my point is, is listen, I've been saying this since September. Bite the bullet, get it over with pull the Band-Aid off, you come up with a cliche, make it happen, whatever. And you know what? You can be an uh, 8-9, and 9-8 football team, if, or, or maybe even a little bit better, 10-7, and seven, if you just commit to running the ball like the San Francisco 49ers. And do that and develop love, keep a strong defense, develop love. And after a year, if you decide he's no good, who cares? You got two first-round picks in the next draft. Draft one. Uh, I also said that I also said this is a very quiet indictment that what's not being said is, yeah, we're ready for Jordan Love. We we also know that they're not ready for Jordan Love. Nobody's ready for Jordan Love, that he's just not. Well, you the can't guy. say it. Right. You know, you can't say it because now all of a sudden that value for, for Rogers goes down. That's number one. And number two, this is really, you know, if you look back at the Rogers um, paradigm, you know, he sat for three years. He's only sat for two. So, you know, he'd have to sit another year so you guys can start – or we can start comparing the two. I don't think Love is going to be terrible. I mean, he looks the part. He's big, strong. Yeah, he's got to make some decisions on, uh, better. But so did Rodgers when they were, he was in his first and second year. So I'm not 100%. You know, I'm not throwing the baby out with the dishwater or the bathwater here with, with Jordan Love. But you're right. But they, I don't think they can. Because that puts them in a position where they're going to be, 
um, you know, now, oh, you're ready for Roger. You're ready for love. So, all right, instead of two first-rounders and a third, we're going to give you a, a first and a second. You know, you you got to keep you got to keep it up high. Talking with Eric Baranchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette, um, the, the money aspect of all of this, I, I, you know, again, if it comes into play where it is about the money and it's not about, you know, just legacy, which I, I feel that at this point in time, and many people when we were out in, there, or out in, uh, in, in L.A., many people in the league said, look, at some point you have to say, you know, I, I'll take a lot less. I just want to put a winning team around me. And I want to be able to extend my legacy. I want that second or third Super Bowl. I want to have two or three or four more shots at getting there. At some point, you got to look at Aaron Rodgers and say, what's it about? And then Aaron has to look him in the mirror and answer a very honest question. Is it about being the highest paid player and having a team around you? Or is it just simply about, hey, I'm going to take less. Go get me enough players to go make plays. Because that's what that's what L.A. just did. They, they just went all in and said, look, Matthew Stafford's going to make a little bit of money. He's not going to make all the money. We've got a lot of guys in Von Miller. We've got a lot of guys in OBJ. We're going to go out and get these players. We're going to make sure that we put enough around them to make sure that there's a legacy here and get this guy a Super Bowl. That's what they did, and it paid off. The Packers, I, I get that they pushed the can down the road here, but through their own ineptitude two years in a row now, they didn't get it done, and they need some more weapons, and they need better depth. We know that. So if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, i got to look at him and say, I don't want all the money. I want to remain here. This is what I want to do. Let's do it together. He either has to say that or I agree it's time to move on, right? But totally, 100%. And it should have happened already. If it hasn't happened yet, so that's – so all the hogwash of, you know, oh, they're not listening to me. And, I, you know, I listen, that's really unprofessional for me to talk that way. I'm sorry. But to me, as a guy and as a man, I, I, I take the Brady route more than I would take this route here where, you know what, give me $15 million. That's good enough. I got plenty of money in the bank. I got State Farm that they haul on their trucks over with cash in it constantly. That's fine. Give me a team that that can win, and I think the last two seasons they had that team that could win, and some of it falls on the shoulders of old Mister Twelve, you know. So, yes, I I don't my my gut tells me he wants the most money that he can possibly get. So, that, I just think that's him. I think he wants to amass a, a bunch of money and um, do what he wants to do. He's probably got some other plans and some other goals. I mean, he owns part of the Bucks. Maybe he wants to own more of the Bucks, or maybe he wants to own another sports franchise team. I, I don't know the answer to that, but you know, it sure seems to me like he's more worried about about uh, money than it is about winning. The other side of this, and Andrew Brandt brought it up, is basically: look, the the Packers never publicly negotiate; they just don't do that. That's not their way. So for this to leak out that they are prepared to pay anything to keep him, the posturing could be: hey, we were going to do everything to keep him. He just didn't want to stay; he wanted out. So therefore, the Packers look like this franchise that were they were all in on this guy that they wanted to build the bridge with and mend the fences and and continue to win. He just wanted to be a baby and he wanted out. So is that do you? Do you get a sense that that would be the public route that the Packers are going? Well, I I think it goes back to my initial point is that, you know, they got to keep the selling price as high as they can. You know, if they want to be able to get as much uh, draft value for this thing, they can't let anybody think, except for people that think that they want to get, they want to move on from this guy. Cause as soon as they, as soon as it's out there that the Packers want to move on from them, then that selling price goes right down. 
They need to re- they need to restuff the coffers because even if they do get rid of him, he's still counting twenty three million against the cap. Even if they right. move him, so I, they need as I much just, draft capital as they can get. I just don't know how they. And by the way, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, um, and, and this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, at Quick Trip. I I don't know how you put all the pieces back together financially speaking and keep the team viable. You know, I, I, I just um, – and then and then the other portion of this is the Devontae Adams deal because at some point you got to make a decision about Devontae. And Devontae, if, if Rodgers is gone, Devontae is gone. We all know that. I And I go back to this, uh, quite frankly, Eric. When I went through the, the rosters, when you look at Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., when you look at what they have and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and company over there in Cincinnati – those quarterbacks got there with more than one weapon. And really, in, in reality, while the Packers, uh, and we believe that Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver in football right now, short of maybe Cooper Cup, but they only got one guy, and then they've got guys after that. They don't have that reliable other bookend that they've been seeking for quite some time. And Amari Rogers wasn't that guy, and Randall Cobb wasn't that guy. I mean, they need that as well. So if you're going to lose Aaron, if you're going to lose Aaron, chances are you're losing Devontae. And if you lose Devontae, you got a lot of rebuilding to do when it comes to your offensive output. Oh, yes, you do. You know, nobody, but you forgot to mention tight end. You know, that guy that with a knee injury. You know, so that was that's a big hole. Uh, that there's no way to fill at this point unless they draft somebody. Um, you know, they don't have a whole lot of uh, – that's where – I mean, let's face it. That Right now, they have – the pendulum has swung to the defense. If you lose Rodgers and if you lose Devontae Adams, you know what? You have a really good defense. You have a decent running game. And you, you know, you can get after it. You can at least be competitive. You know, but if you keep trying to keep all these offensive players and you don't have a quarterback and you're, you know, if you have a young quarterback and a crappy defense, good luck. That We've seen that that game been played for years in Detroit and every other uh, uh, club that thinks that they're going to go and draft a number one quarterback and then they have no defense and the guys get killed. doesn't work. You got to have a good, strong, strong defense. Got to have a good running game. And then you can plop a young guy in there and you can build around that and have some success. That's what they got to do. That's, I mean, the there's next, no other way to do it at this point. The next three and a half weeks are going to be, or less, depending on what the answers are, are going to be uh, hold your breath because uh, Rogers said he would make a decision and let the Packers know, let the world know what his intentions are prior to the start of the new NFL season, uh, which we know comes up here in the uh, first, uh, second week of March. So uh, over the next three and a half, four weeks, it's it's going to be there's going to be a lot of talk and Aaron Rodgers has had a chance numerous times now to dispel the myth and he's walked right down the tightrope for either side of the fence he could fall upon when he's when he's been asked I mean go back to the waste management open when they talked about him in Denver he could have said no I want to stay in Green Bay he chose not to he he's had opportunities specifically going back to the NFL honors night uh, he didn't talk about certain things then. There's been certain times he's been interviewed. He's kind of let, left himself right on the fence. He's had opportunities to kind of squash all of this, and he chooses not to. I, I think at this point all the uh, all the adjectives that are out there describing Aaron Rodgers have to become true because we've been now through this for almost a year, and he doesn't dispel anything. He kind of smiles and just relishes it at this point that he's the topic of conversation. Right. You You said it right there. And you said it much nicer than I can, so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, in other words, I he's a pain-in-the-ass like, diva. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I, they're your words, so I'm going to live with that. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it, but yes, I think that um, pain in the ass diva, it would be a really, uh, a really sound way of, of analyzing that and, and, and sharing that because if he, I mean, think about it, did Tom Brady, when he was going through any of those things, you know, I just look at him and I see this guy's a leader. This guy's a leader of men. And it wasn't about him. It was about winning. And I don't think that winning, uh, he is he's willing to put in the time and the effort to win. Yes, he's got the best physical skills of any quarterback that I've seen in my lifetime, without a doubt. Without a doubt. He can throw. Sometimes I look at those throws and wonder how, 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 how does that happen? Right. But you have to be, if you want to win Super Bowls, you have to be a leader of men. And um, it's not, that isn't happening over there. He is not a leader yeah. of men. Eric, uh, the, the quote to me on Radio Row three times this past week was, there's a difference between winners and champions, and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a winner. And right. that stuck with me ever since he, and granted, he's got a ring, don't get me wrong, but ever since then, it's been more about the talk and about him being the best quarterback rather than being a champion. And that has been the, and that hit me probably harder than anything this past week. If I learned anything oh, this week, it's that? that a lot of people, uh, well, there was one that uh, Joe Theismann firmly believes that Aaron Rodgers needs to stay in Green Bay if he's going to be a champion. Joe Theismann said it on Friday. Uh, we had Mike Golick say it, and then uh, Icky Woods said it. Nicky Woods was talking about more so the quarterbacks that were playing in this contest, that there's winners and then there's champions, and you would rather be a champion than just a winner, talking about how good Joe Burrow's been this year. So when we got into that quarterback discussion, but it, it, it was something that was, whether it was on the air or off the air, we talked about a lot and, and got into the discussion as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers' days of winning a Super Bowl are over because of the casualties of mistakes that he makes in the postseason and then turns, turns around and blames everybody else. I mean, that's not, that, that is not going unnoticed. There's a lot of people that have been there, done that, that look at him and go, this guy takes no self-responsibility sincerely. He just says it to say it. It's lip service. And then he walks away because he's considered the best with his swagger. And, and there's a lot of people that feel he's never going to be a champion because he's too much about himself. Uh, there's, I agree. I, I, I'm just shocked. You know, if that came out of Joel Theismann's mouth, who am I to disagree with that? I mean, that guy, he, that's one tough guy there that's done a lot of great things on the, on the gridiron. Um, wow. Yeah. Pretty, that's, that's pretty awesome stuff that you had uh, to experience there. Fantastic. But I, and I, and I agree, it comes down to this. And, and so people ask me, Bill, a lot of times too, you know, well, what, how, how, if they keep Rogers and they can't keep Adams, what, you know, how are they going to do it? I'm like, in the last two years, they've six and zero without Adams. They're six and zero without Adams when he didn't have right. his star receiver because he played quarterback instead of being Aaron Rodgers. When he plays quarterback, he's, and he, we've had this conversation for years, play quarterback, hit the open guy, run the offense. And yep. you're awesome. Yep. I completely agree. Good stuff, buddy. Appreciate it as always. It's going to be a long, cold four weeks of winter left, isn't it? <laughs> Well, you know what, though? We'll warm it up uh, through the airways. We'll warm it up as best we can. Oh, All right? Deal. Well, have a great week. Thanks.
All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. That's Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by buddy Joey. Joey Albanese out there at Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mound Road. And I'm sure, I think it's Monday, maybe it's Tuesday. I can't remember what night it is. They got some bocce ball going on. At least the weather's warming up. So if you're going to get outside, do a little bocce balling. Uh, and they do this all year round. I mean, they have some things that warm them up via beverages, but uh, but they're doing some bocce ball out there, but really, really good food. If you're out west uh, of Milwaukee and you're looking for some good Italian, that's the place to go. That's Albanese's Roadhouse. Go in and tell Joey and the gang I said hi. And uh, don't forget, uh, come State Fair. Look for them at State Fair Park, Albanese's Roadhouse. they got some good sporky stuff out there, too. Also want to say hi to our gang at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L, Pindell Manufacturing, based in New Berlin, Wisconsin. But I've been telling you, they're looking for good employees. And I know people are looking for good employees everywhere, but they have stepped up their game in pay and in benefits. The education you get when you're there gives you the ability. If you want to go out and start your own business, you can. They don't necessarily frown on that either. But what they're saying is, is, look, we need good people. We want good people. And they had a bonus year last year, a big year last year. So while everybody else is kind of straining because of supply and chain demands, uh, they had a great year. So uh, I'm telling you, they're looking for good people. Go to P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindel.com, P-I-N-D-E-L. Dot com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show we continue on if you're going to look for a terrific cleaning product or something for janitorial services in your building or maybe you're a janitor, uh, janitorial service yourself uh go to our guys at wabam w-a-b-a-m they are based in wisconsin uh they uh service uh the the really uh, they go to minnesota they go to iowa they go to illinois wisconsin uh, northern Indiana, all around the region. And uh, it is getwabam.com, getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. A myriad of different products, whether you're a car guy, a motorcycle guy, maybe you just have to clean up the office, you got to sanitize the office, it's wipes, you name it. Whatever it is you need, they have. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com and see for yourself. See for yourself what it is. Uh, what it is they do. They're a great, great sponsor of the program. Um, Robin says that Aaron Rodgers is the only shot this team has to win anything. So pay the man. C.E. Myers says keep Rodgers if you want to see some great regular season performances and get some stats, but you're not going to win anything. Gary says get Rodgers out of here. He can't win in the postseason anymore regardless of the players around him. Then, uh, well, Jerry says, I need sedatives. That's true. I need sedatives all the time. It doesn't change things. The bottom line is that, you know, over the last couple of years specifically, everything you needed, you had sitting right in front of you, and you couldn't get the job done. So it doesn't change anything, if you know what I mean. Um, That uh, Rick says, I think that the trade nobody is talking about is Rodgers to the Browns. He was up in Cleveland after visiting A.J. Hawk in Columbus. Uh, I kind of am in Eric's camp. Let's rip the Band-Aid off 
and get some picks in maybe Baker Mayfield and let Love and Mayfield battle it out. If they both suck, then they'll need a decent crop of uh, young quarterbacks in the 2023 draft. Um, well, if they trade them for whoever they trade them for, chances are they're going to get a quarterback in return. So I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I, And again, I'm not sitting here saying that all of the losses that pa- the Packers have had are all Rodgers' fault. You can go through the myriad of things, and I've done this. 2014, that wasn't Rodgers' fault. Rodgers played a decent game. There was other aspects of that team that gave it up, uh, Bostic being one of them. And they should have went to a Super Bowl and should have won it uh, in against Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. They had no business being there had it not been for Rodgers playing spectacular football. I don't think that Rodgers is a bad quarterback. I'm not saying that. Because I, I, as a matter of fact, I think he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. But I'll go back to the statement that was made over and over again. There's, there's, there's winners and there's champions. He's not been a champion since 2010, 2011. He's had numerous opportunities. Sometimes he drug a team that had no business being there across the finish line. The last couple of years, everything was right there in front of you. Everything you've ever wanted was right there. Some mistakes were made, not just on others' parts, but on his. True. I Look, if, if special teams, they played horribly. They were terrible. They gave up points. No doubt about it. But had the offense played to its normal capability and Rodgers played to his capability, then it's a no-brainer. They walk away with a win. Hands down. You can't say that, you know, well, I got the statistics. I got a quarterback rating of 111 or 120 or whatever it was. Well, that's great when you only put up 10 points. Come on. That's crap. Your first two drives were magnificent. After that, you crapped the bed. You look like a deer in the headlights. Matt 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 LaFleur made a mistake with his offensive line. You know, there's a lot of blame to go around. Completely agree. But what we've seen in the postseason, and this year probably more so than anything, was great players want the ball in their hand. And what we saw with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, fantastic. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, fantastic. What we saw with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, fantastic. Matthew Stafford, when they needed it most, he made the plays. The trust he had in Cooper Cup, the throw for the touchdown that put him over the top, fantastic. We saw great quarterback play. We didn't see that. The drive that stalled on third and goal, fourth and goal, when the Packers and Matt LaFleur chose to kick the field goal rather than put it back in the hands of Aaron Rodgers because they weren't getting it done. The last drive where they went one, two, three, and out. Devontae, 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 same thing again, out. You know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. You can't deny that. It takes others to lose a football game. Completely agree. But what you see is the rise of greatness when the game is on the line, and we've seen that time and again. We've seen it time and again. So we'll, we'll we'll see if it, it you know we'll see what happens but I you know I go back to I don't think he's a bad quarterback that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is, is the hypocrisy of if he takes a contract that makes him the highest paid player in the NFL and he kept telling everybody it wasn't about the money it was about the money and that erodes your credibility and makes you look like a liar more of the Bill Michael show coming up next 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Rams get the win 23 to 20 over the Cincinnati Bengals here at Super Bowl 56. Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald came up with a key hit on quarterback Joe Burrow that forced an incomplete pass on the Bengals' final drive. You know, all that hard work you put into this game, that's what it's for. So it's like, you know, finally mission complete. So it feel great. The Bengals took some shots downfield on offense early in the game and had the lead for most of the second half. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. You know, we wanted to give our guys some opportunities to make some explosive plays against a team that really prides themselves on not giving up explosive plays. So we wanted to be in attack mode and put as much pressure on them as possible. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. The Rams' Cooper Cup was named the game's MVP, scoring two touchdowns, including a quick route near the pylon to take the lead with less than two minutes left to play. Cup says head coach Sean McVay deserves the credit. Belief in Sean that I was going to be able to get the ball and just be able to get one yard. You know, that was really what it is. Try to get body on body, um, get me the ball on the edge and try to get one yard was the kind of the, the idea behind that. So after losing to the Packers in Green Bay in November, the Rams went on to win nine of their last ten games to win their second Lombardi trophy in franchise history thanks to a 15-play drive that covered 79 yards, scoring the go-ahead touchdown with just 125 left to play. And at eight Age 36, the Rams' Sean McVay becomes the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. They found a way, and then once we got down in the tight red area, it felt like it was about 60 plays for us to be able to finally get that one in on the fade, and Cooper Cup is the man. That's head coach Sean McVay from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome. Glad to have you. Love it. Love it. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And, uh, hey, by the way, uh, they are on a win streak right now. You've got, uh, they have won uh, four of their last five, but three in a row. The Milwaukee Admirals uh, coming up, uh, I believe, tomorrow. They're at the Rosemont uh, Horizon down in Rosemont, Illinois, taking on the Chicago Wolves. And then they come back home, take on the Rockford Ice Dogs or Ice Hogs. Uh, coming up on Wednesday. Then they go on that three-game road trip to Winnipeg, taking on the uh, Manitoba Moose before they come back home and they finally get uh, more than a few games back at the UW Panther Arena. But uh, if you're going to start thinking about some implementation of some fun nights out, some weekend nights out, you may want to do it. Check out our friends at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And uh, see them for yourself. Good stuff from the Milwaukee Admirals. Always enjoy the uh, enjoy, enjoy good hockey. End up beating the uh, Texas Stars, by the way, five to three the other day. Love it. Love the fact that the Admirals are getting it done because they were a team that they were on their way, man. They they were, um, when they when they shut it down for COVID. Now it's going on two years ago. Um, when they shut it down for COVID, man, they were. They were, uh, I, I believe anyway, that they were destined for a Calder Cup and they were going to win it. And then everything happened and it just, it didn't work out for them, unfortunately. But I really believe that they were going to win it. So to see them playing good hockey and getting back at it again uh, fires you up. I'm happy about that. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 
Uh, Dustin says, I'm not going to blame Rodgers for the playoff loss this year. But at the same time, I will. Yes, the special teams unit was garbage. But you had the ball in your hand with four minutes to go. And what did you do? Three and out. A near pick and then a 45-yard bomb to Devontae in triple coverage when Lazard wide open over the middle, as we've talked about. As the MVP, you need to show up in the biggest moments, and he hasn't done that in the past few years. He is the best regular season quarterback of all time, but average at best when it comes to the postseason. That was from Dustin. Dustin, that right there, until Aaron Rodgers proves people wrong, sums it up. Uh, this is from Kathy who says, Bill, you hit it right on the head. It takes two to tango. You have to have both sides of the ball to be able to win a championship. Rodgers needed another weapon besides Devontae Adams, who he seems to focus on way too much, and he needed another guy like a Charles Woodson, a Hall of Fame type that's on the other side of the ball. Uh, you had said that Favre does not win a championship without Reggie, and Rodgers doesn't win a championship without our guy out there that uh, obviously – Boy, I tell you what, that team was fantastic. Charles Woodson was just, he was just another level, man. I got a chance to see a little bit of him. Uh, his business partner, Rick, and them were at uh, the Cigars with the Stars. Charles Woodson, just he's just a whole other level of dude, man. When you, when you walk into greatness, you know greatness. And I'm not talking greatness as far as them and their play. I'm talking greatness as a leader. Charles Charles was that guy. And I, going back, Kathy, I appreciate the email. But going back to that, just... To stand up and, and just deliver that little bit of moment that basically says, hey, the moment in time, the president wants, doesn't want to come and see us, then let's go see him. You know when to pick your moment. There's 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 greatness there, and he certainly, he certainly is. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. By the way, got breaking news out of L.A., and it's a great big duh. We'll tell you about it coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.